0: Good idea.
1: <clears throat>
0: do that and then oh, I do that too. I just angle it up. A
1: little bit. I thought about that, dude. Fuck yeah! Here we go. <laughs> it's been a long time. It man. has. It's really good to see you. I
0: know, man. You too. Yeah. You too. I think I told you it was Tim. You know, I had Tim on the show at some point. Yeah. Because I kept up with him. Well, actually, that's uh, not. We really haven't hung out much at all um, in the last couple years. But um, I don't know what made me think of him. Probably the Afro man thing. And I'm like, oh, this is some, you know, semi-famous dude that I need to get on my show. Yeah. So I get him on the show and it's like, I don't know, halfway through that, we start talking some story, I'm sure, about, your, about Polka Dot Door uh-huh. back in Boulder. And yeah. he's like, dude, I know you need to get on this fucking show. He says it right on the show. It's in his episode. <laughs> you need to get Scott Hill. And I'm like, dude, uh, you're fucking right I do. That's funny. Well, I mean, you're the reason I met that guy. Yeah. And Ryan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I still play with Ryan in like two different bands. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I was at his wedding. He just got remarried. No kidding. Yeah. You remember the divorce, right? Yeah. I don't. Well, I think we came over, he brought his keyboard player, Hearn, um, it was like right after his divorce, I think. And we were this is a little after Dark Matter. So okay. we were in that band, the three of us, Dark Matter. Yeah. And we kind of called it quits Hiatus for a little while. And it was, I think, the next jam we did after that. He brought his keyboardist Wow. And he was just telling us how he, like, just just got divorced, but it's okay. Everything was cool. I think he got him huh. the cold pretty soon after that, and they've been together ever since. And they just got married this last year.
1: No kidding. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. Well, that's cool. Ah, oh, Guinness, man. Yeah. That's
0: nice. <laughs> I haven't had Guinness since, like, St. Patrick's Day. It's been a while for me, too. But it's good.
1: I like the uh, low alcohol right. content.
0: Yep. No, I know you said that. You were like, you know, it's nice and light, and it's low yep. alcohol. It's got a good flavor. Yep. I dig it for sure. I really haven't been drinking much beer at all. No? No, I have gout. So I'm Okay. I'm not supposed to drink too much beer. Got it. I think you're not supposed to drink too much alcohol, but I, it's it's mostly the beer. Uh, <laughs> That's what I tell myself anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it's a beer related thing. Um what is gout? Oh it's I've heard of it of course, yeah. but Okay, yeah, there's a lot of misconception. It's a it's a hereditary thing. So it's not – you can't drink yourself into gout, for instance, or you, you get it from eating like shellfish and stuff sometimes. Well, see, that's what I mean. Everybody thinks says it that way. You get it from eating – no, no, no. If you don't have gout, you eat all the fucking lobster seafood you want, and you're going to be just fine. Mm-hmm. But if you ha- if you have gout, stuff like that will trigger it, and it's a blood disease where like your blood kind of clots up in certain places – You've had, you have this thing called uric acid that I think is related to urine. It's basically your piss acid, something in your that's supposed to come out in piss, It ends up like little bits end up in your blood. And um, if you get too much of it, it starts to like clog shit. So most people, it's in their feet. You know, like I've had my ankle when I'm having an attack, like swell up, or the bottom of my feet or my toes swell up. Wow. And um, beer will definitely bring it on.
1: Yeah. yeah
0: a little bit. yeah. I said. I'm just gonna have one. Uh-huh. You know, I have a seltzer after that. But that's, well, I've been drinking, like, a lot of fucking seltzers.
1: That's what I've been doing, too, man. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, I got plenty of those If you. Um, I think
0: that's the same alcohol, too. And then, what is it? Uh, 4.5.
1: Yeah, a lot of those have more than Guinness. Oh, that's but, true. But uh, I had Guinness today because you and I haven't seen each other. And I thought, I want to party. Yeah, fuck it. Uh, yeah. Let's get some fun stuff. But normally, I drink the seltzers. Yeah, the which,
0: like High Noon or what's
1: your? Uh, truly. Oh, yeah, Truly's it good. It is kind of a I go-to. like truly. But the thing is, is uh, they have low sugar, low carbs. Yeah, for sure. And um, I find that as I get older, when I drink too much beer, if I have too many carbs, yeah, Makes I just feel don't bad. feel right.
0: Yeah, no shit. You know dude. what I mean?
1: Totally. Uh, I'm
0: very like, I try to cut all the carbs out of most, as much carbs on my diet as I can.
1: Yeah. I'm in the Likewise. same boat, man. Likewise. I'm in the same boat. I watch it. I'm actually doing the uh, carnivore diet.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, so no, but that's no
1: vegetables either, right? No vegetables. Hey, wait, how do
0: you get your How do you get your fiber?
1: Like, uh, you don't need fiber.
0: You don't need fiber. You don't Come need on. fiber.
1: Trust me. Okay. Uh but you'll have to do the research. I yeah, don't want yeah, to Turn yeah. this into a carnivore. No, uh, it's all right. Well, dude, but we can if you want to talk it, about it.
0: <laughs> it comes up a lot, dude. I did this one episode with a couple friends of mine that I had no idea why or how we got on this, but we started. I was like talking about me because I have an eating about my eating disorder and I used to be obese and all this keto diets and they mm-hmm. they were doing a, a challenge like a 75 day challenge or something given if you heard of the hard 75 but yeah dude with the whole i there's no reason that should have went there and like half the show or the whole show was us fucking talking about you know protein versus fiber and these mm-hmm. different things eating and exercise plans and all this shit yeah so it's kind of whatever comes up but i yeah
1: i tried keto for a little while well but, i started with keto yeah and uh started feeling really good, and then uh Joe Rogan, of course, I watched uh, one of his podcasts. Love Joe the, Rogan. Um, they were talking about carnivore, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I had the same thought that you did. No way, there's right. there's no way that that can work. Yeah. Uh, but then I it just kept popping up. I just kept hearing about it, so I went for it. Yeah. And holy shit, you feel good? Fucking a dude. All right. It's shocking and i've done a lot of research and there's a lot of stuff online you know um talking about why it works and why you don't need fiber and blah 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 and it's all there and it's 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 from credible people People, yeah and a lot of people are healing a ton of shit yeah a ton of shit a lot of people are getting off psychiatric meds that's uh, from just going carnivore you know it's pretty shocking so
0: I remember that with Raj and stuff about keto diets and ketogenesis and all that. People are saying that you know people getting off medications and all kinds of real, sometimes like intense things like cancer, like clearing up because of the changes. Yes. So you are what you eat for sure. All of
1: that is happening.
0: I think also though, I, I noticed, cause going through this journey of like trying this diet versus that, or I'm going to limit this or that it is. I think you're, 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 everybody's body's a little bit different. So that's what, there's the extra yep. conundrum. Yep. But what I always tell people is like just just try stuff and see find something that works because I do think I've seen people like over intellectualize things and go and go so deep in the science and go okay this diet is definitely the best one it should work for me and then they try it and they don't feel good they are whatever gaining they're less fit you know whatever it is they have this or that or they require more drugs. And just maybe that diet's just not right for you. But people will, will talk themselves into something that's not working, right? Yeah. And I mean when I did keto, I thought it worked fairly well. But I remember other times not following any strict diet, just myself, just which I guess is mostly like less processed shit. It was when I'm just trying to, you know, use the very basic like hand wavy this it, try to eat healthy. It's like fruits and vegetables and meat too, but unpro- not processed meats. It's like nothing processed I'm mm. trying to do. And when I do that, I always feel the healthiest. When I was doing keto, like I was still eating some processed foods and some vegetables were okay, but a lot of fruits were not okay. And I just found that I felt like so much animal protein was like not making me feel great.
1: That could be. Yeah. yeah there is kind of a, uh, a break in period when you start carnivore. You kind of got to give it 30 days. Okay. Now the thing about vegetables and – um Stuff like that, uh, they contain oxalates. Okay. Do you know what those are? No. They block your body's ability to absorb any nutrients that that food may have. Oh. So say you eat a boatload of spinach, which is super high in oxalate. Yeah. Your body will not absorb the nutrients because of the oxalate. That's interesting. So the thing about the carnivore is you not only cut out all that stuff- Mm -hmm. Uh, and you just eat meat. Well, your body, because it's not having to deal with oxalates from vegetables and other <clears throat> uh, wheat, yeah, gluten. Your body sure. is able to absorb one hundred percent of the nutrients from the meat. Right. So yeah. that's yeah. kind okay. of that's the science how it. it's working. Right, and right. Why it does well, so well.
0: And you know, you made you a good know. point too about break in period because it's. I definitely, I don't give it, I usually give it a month. You know, I think when I was doing keto, it was for a month. And by the end of the month, I was like, I'm fucking done with this shit, you know?
1: So. It's hard to do. It really is. I mean, I fall off the wagon quite mm-hmm. often. And when I do, I wake up the next day, I've got lower back pain. Oh. I'm all Oh yeah, you're achy. Hurting. Yep. Uh, so it literally, when I eat, When I go off carnivore, like tomorrow my back will hurt from this Because of the beer, yeah.
0: Well, it's inflammatory. Um, Alcohol is like super inflammatory.
1: It's also the gluten. Yeah, sure. uh,
0: um, Which is also, I think, inflammatory, right? And and the
1: carbs. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yep. And Um, carbs, kind of useless. I mean, I do – I remember that from studying keto stuff of like there's essential proteins and there's essential fats, but there's no essential carbs. Right. And like, I mean, I was kind of like to paraphrase what you're saying. There's maybe, there's no essential fibers either. Maybe. I don't
1: know. The thing about fiber is your body cannot digest it. Yeah. But that's, I thought that was the point. It helps clean you out. Just you push don't have shit to if it. your body is digesting every single thing you put in there. Okay. Your body digests all meat, all of it. It uses everything up. Huh. Interesting. You don't, it, it.
0: It yeah, uses wait, all wait, of it. So wait,
1: on the carnivore diet, are you tell telling me you don't shit, Scott? I mean, <laughs> Not nearly <laughs> Not much. as much. Oh fuck,
0: that's interesting. Your
1: body uses it all. That's all of it. that's
0: I've never heard of that that yeah. before, but that kind of makes sense if your body is little really digesting all the little pieces. It
1: uses all of it. Yeah, right. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, do, cool. do some research. Yeah, on your, on your you know own time. And yeah, I will. Uh, I mean, I
0: still eat a lot of because I'm trying to. I always try to maximize protein. And I've been weight training for like the last, I don't know, two years or so. Um, And so they always tell you lots of protein, lots of protein. And definitely the best protein is like animal protein, usually eggs or chicken. So I eat a lot of eggs and chicken. Red meat too. Yeah, yeah, and steak. And really,
1: seriously, red meat yeah, steak apparently is the best carnivore food you can eat. Right. Well, so, it's got all the iron in it. Exactly. That's good.
0: Yeah, um, no doubt. There's, there's the heavier elements that your body does really need: natural iron and and magnesium and stuff like that. I think.
1: Yeah. Um. So I basically just eat uh, meat, chicken, eggs. Yeah. Butter. But yeah. All the stuff they tell you not, not to, to eat. eat. Right. Well, That's you look I mean. fucking
0: great, dude. So well, it's working. Thank you. How thank long? Oh, how long did you say you've been on the carnivore specifically? Uh,
1: probably uh, maybe a uh, couple years, maybe three. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's been a while. Yeah. So. I've, I've been on it. When I first did it, I was strict and I was feeling fucking great. Yeah. This is amazing and. You know every now and then I, I will slip you know I love cookies <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't I love hanging out with my boys and drinking beer yeah but I but having done the carnivore so strictly you can fall off and you. then trying stuff and waking up the next day and, oh yeah. and it's like oh yeah. I see now you feel I it. really see that this is yeah what's making me ache. I certainly noticed
0: that with sugar. Like it's so I do just I think it was my girlfriend's birthday or so was some like holiday or some dinner we went to or something. And I actually ate the dessert. It was was her birthday just last month. And I I ate the dessert, which was not even that was like a little piece of tiramisu or something. And oh my fucking God, I had like a tiramisu hangover the next day. <laughs> I felt like such fucking shit. And I mean, yeah. for like most of the day. And it wasn't the alcohol for sure. It was a totally different feeling. I could like taste it in my mouth. Yeah. My stomach was upset. My, I had like almost like a little headache the whole fucking day. I'm like,
1: dude, that sugar just killed me. Sugar is bad news. We yeah. all love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I know. It's delicious, uh, but it's bad news. And the other thing you got to remember is carbohydrates are sugar. Well, just turn your body right sugar, yeah. Turn, so your body treats it the same way. Right. So whether you eat a, a bowl of pasta or a bunch of candy, your body kind of is going to treat the yeah. pasta like candy. Right, right, right. Uh, and that sort of
0: makes sense. And, I mean, this, yeah. the keto people were saying that about like apples and stuff. And I, mm-hmm. I always surmise that because – but see, here's the truth. If I eat an apple, I don't feel like that. I don't personally. If I right. eat, you know, can't let's say like whatever would be, maybe like one-tenth of a candy bar has the sugar of an apple or I don't know, whatever it is. I eat the same amount of sugar, just a handful of granulated sugar. I'm definitely going to feel way worse. But I used to say I thought maybe it was because of the fiber because the apple also has a lot of fiber, so it's pushing it out or or maybe like you're saying it's, it, it's uh, some something else in the fruit that's like, blocking the absorption of all that sugar or it's something else that's helping me digest it easier because when i eat the distilled sugar it definitely makes me feel awful but i eat apples all the time they make me feel great if anything like if i'm starting to feel a little tired even like apples are great like pick me up sometimes
1: well if you are going to have sugar you know fruit is definitely the way to go right Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah i don't know how the fuck we got on this topic
0: well, you do. I'm serious. You look great. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. I haven't it. seen you so long. You walk to the door, I'm like, look at this fucking tall, spelt man over here.
1: <laughs> oh, You've been
0: playing a lot still, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Playing in a couple groups or? A couple
1: cover bands. Oh, that's cool. I can't believe I said that out
0: loud. No, nah, dude. Fucking right, man. Um,
1: cover bands rule. Well, like I was telling you earlier, I haven't had a studio in over a year because I moved. Yeah. So in order to keep busy, <clears throat> I thought, well, let's, Let's go join a couple cover yeah, bands. Yeah. Keep busy, uh, put myself in a situation where I'm playing music I don't necessarily like, mm-hmm. right? And use it as an exercise. Yeah, damn straight. Uh, so I call uh, these bands and not to um, be disrespectful yeah, you're to calling the them out. guys in the band. Yeah. But <laughs> for me, it's my gym time. It's a workout. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's not a passion. But no. as a musician, I need to play yep keep so fit keep musically cover fit cover bands are my gym time
0: yeah right i get
1: that and
0: uh and, and it Depending just so happens stuff that, you're covering can be a lot well, of acrobatics man i mean, I tell be- you
1: what when you're learning other people's music mm-hmm. it's well we t- you know we tend to get in our own ruts oh yeah as any musician does you know you tend to do and play the way you play yep when you're learning other people's stuff, you're learning the way they play, right? Right, which I've totally come to realize exercise. is kind of important in order to um, eh, just grow, as, yeah. a, as a musician. I think so, right? Because you can paint yourself in a corner if you just yeah. keep doing, yeah, the way you're you. Doing it. Yeah, it's true. All the time, it's hard to break to, out of you. you.
0: Yeah, it's a good point. And right? you know, it's funny as I think you're saying, I'm like that's me. I'm like in that corner because even I played a lot of cover songs, played in some vi- video game cover band. But every time I, I feel like I'm never really trying to do that kind of exercise like you're talking about of like really feeling the way the other guitarists, let's say, play it and try to play like them. I'm always trying to find like the way that I'm going to make it my own and play it like me, you know? Mm. But, but you're right that it kind of paints me in a corner, right? Because there's a unique thing there of like nobody else plays like me and you certainly got your own style as well. Like nobody plays like you. But yet to be able to step out of that though and like play like other famous players in a, in a you know convincing and entertaining way is awesome that's fucking badass that only makes yeah. you a stronger musician
1: i think right? so yeah. i think it makes you more uh, well-rounded i mean i'm never gonna lose me the way right. i play yeah and uh no, for sure sometimes the best way to grow and evolve yeah. is to figure out how other people are doing it. Fuck yeah. No, you that's know? a good
0: point. I'm, I'm, like, I'm pointing out my own inadequacy in that regard. Well. But that's here, that's why you're here. Tell me this I shit, Because maybe I'll start thinking about it. <laughs> hey,
1: I never would have done, I never would have joined a cover band. I know, band. you were
0: you were very like anti-cover band. I'm and, kind of
1: embarrassed to even say it, yeah. to be honest. I
0: definitely remember you back in the day, because I think maybe did we try to do covers? We talked about doing some covers. And you were like, fuck that shit.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't remember now. It's been um, so long.
1: But you know, if I just had to uh, I had to do something, like I said. My studio went away. Yeah. And I had to as I had to evolve. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That the- happening made me have to I could either sit around and do nothing and yeah. wait for the new studio to be done. Right. Or I could Just keep work, find a way, keep, keep working doing something. And so, the other cool thing. Yeah. Didn't mean to come no, off no, no, there you, you got- is it's a good way to network. I've Fuck, met yeah. people. I never would have met, you know, really good people. The people in these bands are great human beings. So, you know, you, you meet some new friends and yeah. you make some noise, yeah. right? And you get out and you gig. And some, that's where I was going go am making some cash, right? I'm making money. That's what I'm saying. Dude, this one band uh, i then made five grand.
0: Yeah. That's kind of a going rate <laughs> for like a nice set for like an hour and a half or something, or how long. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fucking, that's a, anymore if you want a good cover band for like a full set for an event. Anything, even like a venue or bar, it's probably it's. I'd say we're between three and five k for that. We,
1: we normally make about twelve hundred in this one band. Okay. That that five grand was a was so that, one no off. Rule. Well, for, for the for the see, band I'm is in,
0: pretty low. But but how short of are we talking? Like just a
1: one set or like two? Set? One set.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, one yeah. like
1: under an hour set. Maybe you could. Yeah, then that's cheaper. You know, it's it's more than I was making doing my own stuff.
0: Oh, shit. No joke. And like yeah. I said,
1: my, my like own stuff doing. will pick back up here soon. Yeah. Uh, but it's nice to get a little cash flow. Yeah. Get out of the house. Fuck yeah. Uh, bring out my toys and play some nice stages. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's always fun.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, learn about different rooms. Where are you guys mostly playing like Denver or Boulder or? Uh,
1: both. So let's see. Yeah. You know, we've done the Dickens a couple times, which is know. a cool- the opera house in longmont oh oh okay you've okay i don't know I, I don't room. know much longmont really okay um Nices we, we yeah. do Nieces quite often sweet. i love which Nieces. is a fun place to play yeah
0: dude Nices is a nice venue it really is yeah yeah have, you've been to the new one
1: the lafayette one yeah yep okay
0: yeah it's sick um where else i was gonna ask did you ever heard of um roots music in boulder I've heard of it. Uh, yeah, I saw a show there like a couple weeks back, and I got that guy's car, and I was like, I definitely want to play there. That just seems like one of the big shout out right now to Roots Music Bowl. <laughs> uh,
1: where is it? Uh, it's it's kind of
0: tucked away. It's like back Valmont and like, um, God, I don't know what the street would be, but you know, like past Arapahoe, kind of out where 303 used to be. Through, through, the distillery? Yeah, yeah, So Sort of out in that area. Okay. I, I forget exactly. Where like it was
1: like a little warehouse. Yeah, it's a warehouse. Dude,
0: it's like from the outside, definitely just looks like a rinky little DIY uh, warehouse venue. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of is, except it's not rinky-dink. There was a friend of mine used to run a different one back there that was fun, but it was kind of, it was, you know, inside, you know, you could tell it was a little homemade and it was kind of, uh, uh, and BYOB. And this guy... Uh, has must have some kind of liquor license it's a full nice bar they built into the venue with bartenders and everything there and the drinks were awesome they have a giant fucking stage inside there with this huge pro like audio video you know, lighting system and everything on it the board he's using is this gigantic beautiful I forget what the hell it was because I was super drunk by the time I got there mm. but very nice guy running sound <laughs> and he had this big badass digital board I mean they have they're like decked out in this warehouse space and it's kind of a, it must be two spaces too because it's kind of long. It's like a big long. But Roots Music, dude, I I mm. highly I was super super impressed by that. And the guy was like, yeah, and it's cool that we're out here, and you know we don't get we don't get a lot of complaints, and we can be late and loud and do whatever the hell we want out here. And I think that's nice. maybe the only problem with that is it's it's kind of then you have to bring your own people. I I get the sense you know yeah you're gonna get foot traffic out there. Got it. Okay. You know what I'm saying yeah.
1: Well, that's the other thing about a cover band is usually there's a built-in mm-hmm. crowd, which is nice. Absolutely. It's dude. nice to have people in the audience. Yeah, fuck yeah. For a change. Fuck yeah. You know, when you're doing your original shit, what, you've got like your four or five friends out there? Right. If Are they going to come to every show yeah. you do? No. Well, no. that's why
0: you got it. you have to be strategic. I, you know, I give mad props to Tom, Whitney, Fre- Misuji, that, that Ryan's in that band too now. He's playing sax in that band because we already had a drummer. But in terms of original bands, I mean, we're not making a bunch of money or anything for sure. But we'll we'll get we'll actually get. But we are really Thomas, he's the mastermind. And he's so strategic about picking like which show and when, and like spacing them enough and having enough like new different of an experience of a show where people want to. And we've I think we've caught our the friends, and it's a big group of friends. Like we've caught them off guard enough times. Our you know quote unquote fans. That now they're interested. Now we go, hey, we're gonna do a new thing somewhere. People are like, oh fuck, I gotta go see what the next thing these guys are gonna do. That's like, the way to do it. A little it. bit of a spectacle. That's you know, the, aspect the way to, to do it. it. Really? Yeah it's, yeah, it's and and again, that's not my thing. That's him. So hats off to him. But that's worked pretty well. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make a lot of cash. You know, we we're talking about cover bands. That's the one time in my solo career that I ever made any actual like money and I've talked about it, I think even on the show maybe once, was that Mario 3 record I did a couple years ago. And that's a cover. And I played that like exactly like the original Mario Brothers game, like exactly as best I could. Clean guitar, bass drums. That thing sold like a motherfucker. I sold over a thousand LPs, a thousand oh vinyl. God, fans. really? I, yeah, dude, oh, I got wow. paid like a shit ton of money. Even after nice. all paying the licenses and and all the manufacturers, all these fees and ship, all this shit, Still like wow really holy fuck from doing this cover like covers sell dude yeah if it's especially if it's good too I mean so that's the thing are you guys good or do you guys suck what does that
1: uh, uh, I mean I know you're good uh, are you the best the, guy the, in the band or um I won't answer that. Ooh, but I think you know the answer I do
0: you already did <laughs> <laughs> yeah asked and answered sir um we are a good band is it one you do guys, you guys uh, have like a genre breath of breath or something or it's not just all one band that okay you i'm gonna lay it on you are
1: you ready yeah it's a bruce springsteen cover band whoa it's all bruce, <laughs> all, bruce. all bruce all night yeah, long baby yeah That's and i'm cool. just a bass player sure i don't pick tunes yeah. i was not a fan before i joined the band having yeah. learned all of his tunes you're coming around a lot. Um, I have a lot more respect for what yeah. he's doing. I I don't listen to it for pleasure. Yeah, but it's pretty shockingly good. Oh yeah. Um, and I think the the thing that makes him great is he's a poet. Yeah. His lyrics are, are just good. like, oh my god. Yep. You know when yep. you really listen to what he's doing, totally.
0: Um. Yeah, and you know what's funny is he, right. He's a great example of like someone the lyrics are so great. You know, and then I'm thinking of like other bands that I love, where the the music is so like amazing, and then but their lyrics suck. You know, being a good poet, coming up with good lyrics is not easy. Like that is a well, whole thing what unto itself. Well, blows my
1: mind. I mean, you know, most people can maybe do it like three or four times, but this cat, every tune, every yeah. album is, right. is telling you a new story. It's yeah, like, damn. Yeah, where are you coming up with that's this? Badass. And it's so effortless. It's well, like I always feel like
0: he's he's more like <laughs> blues, and I think that's why I never listened to a whole lot of I I got quickly when I was a kid more into jazz stuff. So I like this jazzier shit and like fusion, you know. Hmm. Um, yes, and I don't know even more like John McLaughlin and those guys over there, which are way less popular for good reason, right? But I always had a chip on my shoulder about blues. I think sort of I I never got it until you know well well into adulthood where i could and like words are a great place to start some of the words the stories they're telling are just fucking amazing and then yep. especially i think live is a big thing like a bruce cover band's a great example where if you got if the singing guitar can like pull that off live with the like vibe he had you know the energy That's what that show is about, dude.
1: Well, that's what we have in this band. Uh, The singer or guitar player uh, is a big Bruce fan and Mm -hmm. he does it. Mm -hmm. You know, this isn't the kind of, we don't dress up or not doing all that bullshit. Yeah. It's just some people do. uh, Well, yeah, some people do, but we're not like he doesn't dress up as Bruce and I don't dress up as the bass player. We're just playing Bruce music. Sure, sure. And this guy, the singer, does it so well.
0: Yeah. Well, he like embodies him. Well,
1: I don't know that he embodies Bruce. He he is his own person. He's just singing the tunes the way he does it, you know, for real. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not, um, it doesn't sound like a, like he's- um, Forcing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's very natural. Yeah. And he sweats like a fucking pig. Wow. Um, Big guy?
0: uh, No. He just happens to be sweaty. He just sweaty. (laughs) His lights are fucking hot up there, dude. Yeah. I've been I've been up on stage and sweating my face off too, especially in the summer. You play like some summer gigs and it's hot. Lights are on you and you're like, "The fuck I wear pants for this show," you know? Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's apparently a big faux pas is the shorts. Although I never thought about that and I've worn shorts on stage a million times, but I've had people tell me like never with the shorts like that's a just a, it
1: doesn't look right
0: yeah it's yeah. an unspoken rule you don't I ever get up on that. stage with shorts and i'm like yeah.
1: <laughs> fuck you i need to be comfortable yeah man, man i've got up there with yeah.
0: flip-flops well my one <laughs> friend megan i don't know if you remember her you might have met she used to hang around sometimes come, megan mm,
1: doesn't
0: know uh, well. when i was living in Boulder. Um, but she came to some show and she like posted, a she took a photo. The only photo she took all shows, like one of our big shows too, an am release show, is my feet because I'm wearing my socks. And she's like posted, you know, tags me like, I came to see your show, Mike. You just wore fucking socks. And I'm like, oh,
1: first of all, she got a picture. Of <laughs> Second of all, damn straight I'm wearing socks. They're comfortable. Well, you know, it's interesting um, the way people consume music. Uh, you've heard the saying: uh, when it comes to food, people eat with their eyes first. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So if 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 a if a plate of food looks really good, they're okay. already they're sold. Yep. Uh, that goes with music too, man. I think if you're people right. look cool, a lot of people get drawn in by that yep. first because yep. there's a lot of good looking bands out there making shit music with big followings because <laughs> they look. Fucking Good. cool, yeah. And there's a lot of great bands out yeah, there that don't look Ugly so motherfuckers great. and everybody their shit. Yeah, I think it's, so.
0: It's totally true.
1: It's absolutely true. And, so,
0: and I think it's even you've heard that thing before of like if you're, I don't know, talking to somebody or you know you have to make a decision, you're more likely to trust them and like them if you find them to be symmetric and attractive and stuff. Bingo. I think same kind, of, and because I know I have that same bias, I've definitely like seen like an opener or's gone to see a band I don't know, and if they look cool, like I immediately think they're better, you yeah. know, and mm-hmm. a lot of times it takes the time of like later, I'll go listen to one of their records, and I'm like, wow, now they kind of suck. like that's not like the- they just look so
1: fucking cool. yeah that's a real thing, yeah, it really is and true. I feel like
0: bands have overlooked like that too, where it's like, ah, they just look like some fucking dirty dudes up there. but but Likewise. that said. If you do that though, this this is what happens to me lot. I've definitely looked at a band and go, I just by the look of them I don't think I'm going to like them and kind of turn around and go back to the bar and get a drink. And but when they play, I mean I that's now I'm not looking at them and I hear the music and I'll be like, "Whoa, wait a minute. Holy fuck with the shit." Yeah. So if you close your eyes, you know, it still comes out when you're listening to the record. You know, you're not looking at their face the whole fucking time unless you're a creepo you know, staring at Taylor <laughs> Swift or something.
1: Well, not every band can put their face on their record, and A some good bands point. shouldn't. Yeah, dude. Not every band is the Beatles, right. or you know, what's another? Or U two. Yeah, or... well, notice Pink Floyd never put their
0: face on the record.
1: Right. Yeah,
0: they're kind of weird looking dudes. They are. Oh, Radiohead, another great example. <laughs> yep. Kind of weird looking dudes. Kind of
1: weird looking dudes. So yeah. you got to make artwork for your albums because your face ain't going to sell, sell that record. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good you point, know? man. Um, yeah, you're right. And the people that
0: do look good, the better looking people, they like put their face all over their fucking record.
1: Well, they're selling their face. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at all the music out there. Or their that, tits. Or their tits, yeah. all of that. I yep. mean, that's a their look is their product. And sometimes great music and a great look come together. It's true. It does happen. Yep rare but it does happen again you know beatles and um a band called the verve which oh, you know I love. Yeah. The verve. those yeah. guys
0: look like badasses yeah that was a lot of bands man um, i mean i think i think most of the time they they look you know more i mean you, you almost need both i think a lot of the time if you're so fucking good then you don't need that. Or if you're so fucking good looking, maybe you can suck a little and and. Ma- but they're, they're definitely where it overlaps that sweet spot. That's where I think a lot of like popular, you know, A-list artists end up. there. It's most of not all of them, but most of them look pretty attractive too.
1: Yeah, here's a great example of a, a very unattractive band okay. that is amazing. Yeah, the Pixies. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I okay. mean, they're in, you know probably my top three favorite bands of all time. Right. And uh, I remember when I first heard them, I was just blown away. Mm-hmm. And and then eventually I, I got to see what they look like, right? <laughs> and I, I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, no, 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 that can't be right. Um, yeah, no, they you're right. They're they're kind of you know? they're kind of ugly. All those. Well, people. you know, I don't feel that way now because I've matured a little bit, right? Right. And right. I, you know, well, I, now you love them, but right. when I was younger. Yeah. you know the the appearance really did <clears throat> it was important sure
0: sure you know? i often said the pumpkins that's why i think he kept having a chick bass player and then you know the first one darcy after she started getting old and looking weird he just keeps replacing her with like younger hotter chicks on bass he's been doing yeah. that for years and it's like yeah man because you look at him it's like you you don't <laughs> oh, <laughs> and no. he's the lead singer it's like no nah, no nah, look at my hair pay no attention to the man behind that right. curtain and look at hot basses chick yeah so there's a, there's a tactic there of like, you know, having the girl in the band that yeah. can't play, but Absolutely. that people are gonna
1: stare at her tits. And they always put her on bass, don't they? Well, because <laughs> bass is the one. Uh, maybe
0: you can hold that, or maybe yeah. people aren't gonna notice as much, kind of thing. But it's yeah, why, cool. Why, why I, I like them I
1: like feminine bass players.
0: Some of them female are bass so players. good.
1: Well, yeah. there's just something about keeping it simple and just, you know, a lot of guys can really try and get a little too busy front base for sure but uh just you know a chick just thumping away yeah
0: that's cool holds it down nice. i like that but you know a lot of those like i was saying the pumpkins i know because he used to be a big fan um most of those records she's that he just played they i'm pretty sure Corgan played yeah them. he
1: did all the recording yeah,
0: yeah so she's just part. live and you could sort of tell especially the singing i remember seeing some old videos of them and like when darcy was singing like oof it's very bad you know, <laughs> on the record, I don't know if that's her singing or some other girl, but maybe they coached her. But, you know, she was definitely not that good. They were just like, we need a girl in the band. So even big bands do that sometimes. But I don't know, if you get to a certain point And then if you're hiring somebody, there's so many awesome chick bass players that are like great session players, you know.
1: Times have changed. Fuck yeah. You know, you go on YouTube now and you oh. see a lot of young players that are just, just Insane.
0: It Dude, I saw like the other day, like a six-year-old girl that fucking shredded me under the table. I watched this video. I was like, what in the fuck is that? that
1: humbling? It's, it's like, insane. oh my God.
0: But you know, that yeah. is, that's their YouTube and TikTok and all this like bringing out that very rare. Because come on, most six-year-olds don't fucking shred at all. But this one happens to be Crazy, crazy good. I mean, that's so fucking rare that that would happen.
1: Yeah, but uh, it's a different day and age, and having you know these kids having access to the internet. um, Yeah, I think that's a great resource. Yeah, if you if you can really devote yourself to an instrument or whatever, whatever it may be, uh, the internet is a great resource to use as a school. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I'm guessing a lot of times that's what it is. This one kid
0: that lives up the street, he's like a fucking genius for um, history stuff, all on YouTube. Mm, And I mean, a lot of Chloe's friends, Chloe doesn't, my daughter, doesn't really listen to watch a lot of YouTube, but some of her friends do and it's funny cuz they'll say or do something you're like how the fuck do you know what that is learned how to do that anything you youtube
1: yeah <laughs> it's like youtube taught me everything dude i take bass lessons every day on youtube there you go every day i'm there looking at a different bass guy and he's like oh I'll try this or try yeah. that and i'm doing it all well, the
0: time anytime any kind of thing goes wrong around the house it's the first thing i go to like YouTube? my dryer was on the fritz i'm like how to fix a dryer
1: exactly my
0: my garbage disposal is clogged had on clogged <laughs> like Totally. Anything happens around the house. I'm always just running YouTube. It's like the very first thing I do. Yeah. It is a good That's teacher. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. dude, It is
1: awesome, dude. It's
0: cool that the the sum of all human knowledge is available. So available at everyone's fingertips all the time. Mind blowing. I know. It's great. It's, it's all there. It. We're not, you know. I've heard people say that about like AI and stuff. Like we're not, our we're too primitive. Our brain, you know, we're still stuck in the fucking Neanderthal body brain here.
1: Monkeys. Yeah,
0: we're little. We're little monkeys, and Don't we're let like the hacking our technology. Fooly, the human
1: race, monkeys. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure.
0: Well, the technologies get ahead of us. That's the thing. That's kind of where I'm going. Like we, the, some of the think about how that like kids example, how that like has programmed them to think like that. Like there's, YouTube's a great example. If I have almost any question about anything and even if there's stuff that there's no real answer to, that's okay. But YouTube will explain to you probably why there's no answer to that, you know? Right. Yeah. It's that powerful. If it's like, that's the best we know right now in the whole fucking world. And like, you know a kid my kid can get on there and ask a question and it gives you the answer more or less yeah but i also hate how every time now i want to ask a question i can't get any written answers it's all fucking youtube you know what i'm saying i fucking hate that dude because there's a lot of times like in cubase i'm trying to figure out i just i forget where this one button is somewhere i can't find it 10 YouTube videos on how to watch, I do it.
1: 30 like, minutes long Yes, and the, the answer I, you're looking for. Thank you for.
0: coming to my website yeah. and I don't know, right. whatever. Please uh, subscribe. Right, and, yeah. Know. Over and over and a little intro and the music and everything. I'm like, just fucking tell me. Yeah, get to the point. Man. And then you try to scroll th- through, try to find like where <laughs> does he actually fucking
1: answer this question? Yeah. I don't I need know. a six minute video for yeah. one question well everyone's trying to make a buck from youtube now, that's true. so they're and trying they to make their channel go yet. and trying to do all that but dude i think can't, you can't make real money from youtube can you i mean well it depends i mean i don't think so. uh, some people can and are well that's has been uh, super niche little tiny group right well you know yeah i mean you know there's people who advocate for the carnivore diet that i you know they've get that's fucking millions yeah. of uh uh watches and then you know some of the bass teachers i look at millions of
0: sure. views well, what do you see even with millions do you get is that real cash i i don't know yeah, but I, mean,
1: I think it's a nice cash flow. okay
0: i know like spotify with music even millions of plays is not like good cash flow
1: no i know i know what you mean there yes that's
0: um, it's all small potato you have to get into the like you know very very upper echelon and then even people that are like that these labels that are you know have th- like top shit on there are always like yeah but it's not it's that it's still not their main revenue source you know
1: yeah no youtube seems to be able to support people i think enough. it is yeah. if you can build your channel and, and get a, a bunch of views and get a following which is not as easy no as it sounds no it's fucking mean, hard you have to Do it up. Yeah, tell Um, me. I Just fucking start a podcast. But the people who are doing it, I think they're making good money.
0: Yeah. Start a podcast. Right, right. Well, I was saying, I know it's hard to get people to fucking listen because I just started a podcast. Although apparently, I guess we're doing pretty well. Numbers look okay. So cheers to that. It's feeling okay. But um, yeah, man, it's tricky. It's tricky. And you don't get anything immediately out of a podcast either. Like all downloads, listens, everything. You don't get anything for that. It's, you just get numbers if you have high enough numbers which this show definitely doesn't you get some sponsors some ads and that it makes some money that's how like rogan makes some money yeah. and all those guys make money well that's what i like what joe happens. rogan's show a lot Me too. I, um Me too. i don't i don't he has so many fucking episodes man and some of them are like especially anybody related to fighting i don't really know that much about it so i i skipped through but i love when he has anybody related to tech on there at all that's like always my favorite once in a while, I have like a political person, and I, really, I like that one he did with uh, what's his name, Ken, the June, Kennedy Junior. about the vaccines. That was actually really good, and I I was a huge skeptic of that guy. I hopped on the liberal wagon of like that guy is fucking crazy as shit. He gets on Joe Rogan, and explains his whole story. I'm like, yeah. okay, he's not crazy. No. You know, he could be wrong. He even says that in the interview, I could be wrong. Show me where I'm wrong. Yeah. But it, but at least he he did follow a logical path to get where he is and it, i it, like it, the guy yeah. he's
1: the only one i would vote for oh really i don't think he's i don't think i could stand gonna, his voice though. that's tough that is really hard to listen <laughs> yeah, dude, to It's awful. oh my god it's but rough I, and no, he's to smart me guy. the stuff that comes out of his mouth resonates with me Do, more so than anyone else sure running for that well gig.
0: he's at least he's at least smart and he's thinking for himself You know, I I do think all these people on both sides of this, especially at the upper echelon, are all puppets at this point. Yeah. You know, I mean.
1: Well, you have to be. To get there. You got to get, people have to donate money. That's right. Then you have to do what they want you to do. More or less, right. For the money. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous yeah that's the game man but that's politics that's politics that's where it's at that's where it's always going to be that's why humans are still in the monkey stage. <laughs> right
0: yeah we can't get over that monkey thing well mm-hmm. that's what, the technology could serve us but we're we're not we're not willing to do it we don't we can't understand the paradigm you know it yeah. does feel like there's a big paradigm shift sort of coming though but that said um i know, hear you there yeah Go but every, people have thought that for so long though i mean maybe it feels like that more than ever now but um there's there's this wilco song i don't know if you like wilco at all
1: uh a bit i but, do i like
0: uh, but he's got he's got a line in there that i like that's like every generation thinks it's the last and um i can't remember the name of the song now it's a really good song but uh i, I kind of get a sense of that too like sometimes i feel i feel like oh man definitely feels like the world's going off a cliff and then i think back to world history and i'm like man how many times did it feel like the world was going off a cliff like it's it, yeah. we, yet we survive, I and mean, we are we're maybe a little like rats in that way, too, on planet Earth of like we we are survivors. Keep on surviving. you know, we
1: we are, I think we always seem to get by,
0: yeah. I think he's as dire as it could be. we we at the worst, I think, like Rome, we could be seeing the ends of this giant empire. doesn't mean it's the end of people and culture and the world. I don't think so. I think it's maybe we're yeah. just heading towards this sort of unknown, and we don't know. And again, I think this, that's part of the same problem. To bring it back is like the technology is getting away from us. And we're still, you know, we're self-programming ourselves, getting used to being able to access visually and auditory like any kind of sensations that we want. And, and food, we were talking about earlier, same thing of like self-regulating food. The human body wasn't really designed to have abundant all kinds of food presented and offered at all times available to you. That's not the way that we're biologically evolved to do that. Mm-hmm. And yet we're thrust in this world. so you know it's definitely all of those things is like everything is sort of propelling us. society. technology is propelling us further than our normal body can evolve. It can't evolve that quick.
1: You're right. It's allowing us it, it's no longer survival of the fittest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because technology exactly. is allowing that's a great point. Maybe yeah. people in the past who would have fallen fallen. Right, and not survive. It's yeah. allowing them to survive. Yeah, and thrive. And thrive, and maybe
0: even make decisions. Bingo. Right, and who knows? I mean, in some cases, maybe that's better or worse.
1: I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Either. I don't. I wouldn't it's even. Not know. clearly. Right. It's not yeah. clearly better or worse. Uh, but you know, we you know, we definitely have gotten zapped in the last uh, three years. You yeah. know, with COVID, a worldwide pandemic. Yep what the fuck
0: yeah really right wow yep <laughs> didn't see that coming
1: and now you know ukraine and now israel i yep. mean it's like whoa yep that's a lot
0: it's very bad all at once this is true yeah i definitely feel like war wise you know the pandemic was just a poor timing in there as well but they they seem to come about every hundred years it's kind of made some sense so we're like okay you know we have at least a little time before another pandemic but the war, man, and the two of them breaking out back-to-back back is like, oof. I was just saying this today to somebody. I was like, I think definitely feels like we're heading towards World War III over here. If any other countries jump in there, we're all going to jump in there.
1: That's just it. It's yeah. hard not to let your mind lead you there.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll probably. Um, it's probably what's going to happen because Israel's like, we're definitely going to go fuck them up. And the whole world's already like, hey, there's women and children in there. But, dude, Israel's in a hard spot. I mean, there's women and children there, but it's also the people who – kidnapped and murdered their women and children are also in there and they won't come out. So what are you supposed to do? Just let them do it. I mean, Oh fuck. Yeah. The, the truth is I'm not super pro Israel. Cause I always go way back to whatever it was 49 or something. I, I kind of don't understand. I never did even as a kid, why or how the state of Israel was established to begin with. I, I, I think that was the worst move ever. And if you, and I only think of that because of history, cause I wasn't, I wasn't even born yet. It's just learning about it. But everything over there since then has been just a disaster. And it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse.
1: Keeps ramping up. Yeah.
0: And and now I'm not suggesting that Israel move. They can't now. So I'm not saying I have an answer to this. I'm just saying it looks like it was a real bad move to move right there in the middle of the Middle East. Move all those Jews right there. It doesn't seem like that was the right. (laughs) Yeah. I think I could clearly say that now there's a. Uh, the you know, the almost whatever's the eighty year stare is enough for me to look back and go, uh, not good. But some people, you know, they're super pro Israel, they that's sacrilege for me to say that. Right. Mm, yeah. Some people in my family if they're listening to the show, probably already are like pissed that I just said that. But whatever. Yeah. It's the way I feel, it's the truth. Well Yeah, you gotta you gotta yeah. and and you you again, feel what you th- feel. So you know? people that live there in Israel now, like some of them weren't born in forty nine either, so it's not their fault. Right. right and definitely their their friends and and family are the ones that got attacked and and murdered to begin with so you know what it's, are you gonna do you' you have you know
1: it's hard to, place. it's hard to understand I don't fully understand what what it's all about um, well so I don't know that my opinion really matters but um, sure. You know what I mean? I just don't.
0: Well, I think that's why I was saying it goes back to. You know the story of this? Do you know? uh,
1: I don't. I really don't understand what's going
0: on. Really, really kid version of this, right? But so I'm missing some details. It's World War Two. After World War Two, all the Jews wanted to go to back to the the homeland, and it was taken over by this like uh, um, you know the Middle Eastern people. Uh, But they carved, redrew their borders, and carved out an area. Israel for the Jews, right next to, basically pushed all these other people off their land, and after World War II, and gave it to the
1: Jews because they and didn't have any so way to fight that's back. Israel. Yes, I did not know that. That's Israel. You understand? Yeah. I did not understand that. There you go. Okay, so yep. basically, Israel more- <laughs> came in and kicked it the took Palestinians. Yes, out of that land, put the Palestinians in these little.
0: Yeah, sort of. I mean, yeah, you got
1: Gaza, you got Lebanon. Western
0: Bank. Right. They they redrew, after World War II, they redrew a bunch of those borders. Okay, see, I had no clue. And they gave Israel Israel. They gave the Jews Israel. And and I understand the reasoning and everything. And at the time, the world saw what happened was like the worst thing ever. And it kind of, it kind of, it did. I can see why the, whoever this was, the UN or the, I don't know what they called back then. You know, I think it was the United Nations, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But- understand why they came to this conclusion of we're gonna put the jews here but oh my god what a terrible fucking thing and ever since then they don't the palestinians don't want them there most of the middle east doesn't want them there they want to be there because it's holy everybody thinks that whole area right there is holy everybody yeah fucking um i
1: do have an opinion on that and that's just fucking bullshit yeah come on it's a piece of fucking land yeah dude
0: (laughs) come on <laughs> but it's true like uh i guess it's jerusalem i think is the place where it's like there's jesus but they think there's also you know mohammed and i don't know and everybody and maybe there's Ra there for all i fucking care you know that i'm kind of with you there i i think religion is interesting because it has shaped us in sociological ways and it actually isn't like pushed a lot of science and and literature and throughout history there are many good things that religion did. And as a big institution, it's not clear to me what other institution would have done it. So I have to give them some credit there. But at the same time, there's been no more destructive, murderous, awful force on the globe, on the, the whole face of the planet, than religion. Yeah. And in fact, right now, this whole war, even though it's sort of racially charged, is absolutely religiously charged. Hmm. They're fighting over the same, the fucking promised land.
1: Okay, Yeah.
0: Yep. and everybody thinks it's their promised land. Everybody thinks that's that's the holy
1: place, holiest mm. place in the world, because it kind of has some of the oldest people and shit. You know, well that I get, and that I respect. Yeah. You know, and if that's where I call him Jesus, if that's where Jesus yeah. hung out, yeah, you know, that'd be a cool place. If he to, was a guy, to, that's to, apparently where he would have been to visit and, and to see that. You know, uh, but to think for one second that it it's right to. Yeah, now I'll just get cliche right to kill over that. Right, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, of course, know? of course, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. it's just land,
0: right? Just well, a now piece it's of earth. now it's like such a. I mean, now it's become this big political struggle because they've been there forever and they're rich, so they have like all this nice stuff and uh, they've you know they've done they've again they took their land, but then they attacked them and it's you have a rich poor thing going on over there too. So there, it's, dude, it's just so, it's so fucked up because you're. it's a stupid cultural clash and religious clash and clashing over land and all of that. Yeah. So it becomes a tit for tat thing and it's bad. And I think that's the reason so many people can't understand. People tell, I've heard people say like, I can't understand anybody that's pro-Palestine. And I'm like, dude, it's because the, you know, they, they see Israel as like the big oppressor, like Palestinian people, not the terrorists, the innocent people are definitely the, the ones who are suffering, are, are going to suffer the most, the most losses, the most everything. Yeah, You could say it's their fault, their own people did it, but, you know, see, there you go. There's the, It's, just, it's there's a where situation it's where tough. it's
1: like impossible to draw yeah. sides.
0: It's too complicated. It
1: is very complicated and it's very it's a very old yeah situation that runs deep yeah dude and that's what i mean it's not gonna get better like i don't know how fucking war is gonna i don't really see how there can be a winner no it'll be Israel. it's gonna be a big mess
0: i bet you israel is going to much disagree of everybody just start going they like they say they're gonna go in there and just start fucking leveling shit and the u.s is probably gonna support them we're probably talking about we don't want to go in there and kill people but if you guys do it, you know we'll probably find a way to let you do it. But there's a tricky thing there of like we're not really supposed to. I guess it's uh, again the United Nations or something. There's some there's some um, you know universal like a uh, international law where I think if they went in there and just attacked we that's not
1: we're not supposed to support them.
0: So okay. we, so so the current administration is definitely stuck in a little bit so of so we're a hard being spot
1: drawn too. in no matter what. Uh, maybe and, right. Uh, uh, and just by supporting them will make enemies of elsewhere elsewhere yeah that could um what's the word i'm looking for fight back could uh, rise up well it'll come come to me well no i mean it'll be a situation that will escalate escalate yeah bingo
0: yeah dude no that's you're totally right and when you look at the lines it's bad it looks like old world war ii looking shit where it's like you have a couple of the major countries on one and a couple of the major countries in the other and a handful of the smaller countries on one and a handful of smaller countries. it's like oh shit you could that's what ended up causing like world war type stuff is because you just had you had enough people on either side right <laughs> if it's where like before if it's almost like the whole world against Russia like it seemed you know last year or so it sort of was for a minute you're like oh well it's the whole world against Russia like they're going to lose then all of a sudden, well, China's gonna support Russia. Oh, so it's the whole world against Russia and China. Okay, well well, they're probably still gonna lose. That's still not enough, you know. It starts to stack up and up and up and up. And and yeah, when you put in like Iran and pretty much the entire like all the Middle Eastern countries in there, oh my god, dude. It's now you've now you really did fucking split the thing down the middle and you know, both teams have some serious quarterbacks and runners and Whatever the dumb fucking sports analogy, want you know what I'm getting. Yes, at. I
1: know exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah,
0: it's a fit fucking match, which means it probably they're probably gonna throw down. Mm. Nobody's gonna be too scared to throw down.
1: If it if it escalates. Gets, yeah
0: if it escalates, I think yeah. it definitely it could definitely be very bad.
1: Yeah. Well, let's hope those monkeys in control. Uh, yeah, <laughs> He keeps staring the ship. Yeah.
0: yeah, man, what a fucking downer. Well, to, to bring it out of this downer. Um, I had this new thing that, so I was saying this podcast, there's like no real theme or questions or anything like that. It's not, as you can see, right? Yeah. It's just shooting the shit. But then I did the couple episodes ago, have this thing with records and it, it started where it was the new records I just bought that I, they were sitting over there. I wanted to like ask the guest about, but I found it was just way too fucking random. I did it twice now. And like, people don't even know what the hell, you know, and sometimes it's weird shit that I happened to just buy or happened to be sitting out. So instead, what I did this time is I picked a couple that I think you do know. Okay. Because maybe you want to say, maybe you want to talk about them. Yeah. This one we were just listening to. I don't know if you do know that that Wilco album.
1: I didn't know that one. Yeah, dude.
0: That's the one I would, it's funny. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to start the pile with that. But that's one where I think you should, if you like Wilco at all, that one's very like Beatles-ish. It sounds the most kind of, almost like a Beatles knockoff at times
1: really but let really me tell good you album. what I love about Wilco yeah. and it's funny as I open up the album what I was about to explain to you there's a big picture of it yeah. this is what I love about Wilco it's a big uh, band. the way they work yep I like the room I can relate to that yeah I saw a movie they did uh Yankee Fox truck yeah. hotel yeah uh, I That's saw that uh, at the Boulder theater when it first came out many years ago and I remember looking at their jam room where they created it and I'm just like, wow, I could easily be in that band because yeah. I love what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, to be honest, the the noise they make doesn't quite resonate Re- yeah, with me.
0: Grab you.
1: Yeah, it doesn't grab me, sure. but I respect it. Well, some
0: of it, you know, like Yankee Hotel is like their most popular album, I think, or one of them. Uh-huh. And it's definitely not one of my favorites. They have some other ones that are real bangers. That one, especially, that one is—it's not that crazy, really. It, it doesn't even have a lot of, noise. I say, noise. That album has almost no noise and not a lot. It's blue sky blue, uh, but that one has some really tight, good playing, and it's very like ish to me. I don't know. It's like I was saying, it kind of some of those songs really sound like they could have been a Beatles song.
1: Interesting,
0: but it's, it's Jeff Tweedy too. He doesn't sound like the fucking Beatles. You know? Yeah, he's got a kind of a raspy. He's not nearly as good of a singer as those guys.
1: Yeah, but the
0: music kind of sounds like
1: that. So I think I think they're a great band. I think they're a real band. Yeah, But yeah. the noise they make never grabs you. All right,
0: I know you on. love this band, but I do. And we were just talking about it's Pink Floyd, metal. Yep. yep. And notice how no fucking pictures of the band. I'm pretty <laughs> sure you open that up. I don't think there's. Does it open Yeah, I don't think there's any pictures of them. I watch them I'm wrong. Oh, oh it is. There oh God. Is. <laughs> All right, fine. Shouldn't open it. Well that's close not it. So close, bad. It, Scott. Yeah. Like, no, it's kidding. That's
1: not so bad. It probably took a hundred shots to get that one. Good yeah, one right? shot.
0: They look good in that shot. They do. But they also look how they're like black and white and sort of silhouetted high contrast and stuff. Yeah. But no, actually I maybe I take it back. They're not they're not so bad looking. Do you know that album? That's like my favorite I do this that's is That's my favorite great, Floyd. This one.
1: is when Pink Floyd starts to come into what they will yes. become.
0: It's like a transitional kind of yeah. album. And to be honest, I'm not a real big fan of the earlier stuff. Like I'm not either. Yeah, it's no. not that good. I don't. Just I never thought it was nothing like
1: a, there for me. Uh,
0: but I do think they kind of they keep going down that road of this album, and they end up at a different place. But maybe that's why I always liked this one the best because it had like a little hint of the old stuff in there, just enough to keep it spicy. You know? Yeah,
1: a total transition album. Um, you know, a great psychedelic uh, freeform sonic thing. Yeah. Right.
0: Fuck yeah. Really good stuff. The last track, do the second side. Psh, echoes. Yeah. yeah. It's a whole second side. Yeah. So good. Also, Fearless on that record. Oh, man. That's one of my favorite Pink Floyd songs. All right. Here's yeah. one I don't know if you know this. you know how much Emerson, Lake, and Palmer? This is one I... I th- of course, I know who they are, but no, yeah, you, I don't this know. This album. This is yeah. one that I think, in fact, if we remember this, we put that in a different pile when we're done. Just, uh-huh. let's, I want to throw on that first track for you. Because cool. the bass line, dude, it's Tarkus by Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. That first track is fucking sick as fuck. What year is this? Yeah, it's going to be 70s probably. Does nice. it say? I
1: don't know. Yeah, so of course, I know the band. I don't know. that album. Know, okay. I that, don't really know any of their music. I
0: know. I was taking a guess with that or like a- I was uh, just reaching there because I actually wanted to play it for you. Like this this album you fucking know, right? Come on. Oh yeah. 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 But are you, I know you like like the Pixies and you know, I think you're you're entering the Melvins and there's another band here Flaming Lips we're going to go to in a minute. I know you love Flaming Lips but you really like like any of the older, like that's Black Sabbath uh, Paranoid. Yeah. Black Sabbath or like Zeppelin. I never knew you to like like this sort of early
1: hard rock stuff. I'm not, I'm not a Zeppelin fan. Okay, uh, I like you know a couple of the also tunes. pretty bluesy. Yeah, but I have a. What is it? I I can't. I don't like singers with high pitch. Oh, voices. got it, got it. So okay. I can't do yes. Yeah, I can't do Rush. I can't sure. do Led Zeppelin. There's yep. just something there that doesn't yeah 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 i got you sorry no that's cool Can't do it <laughs> well i'm ozzy he i mean well i love ozzy yeah isn't that album do you know that
0: right? yeah that's the best one and well
1: i think this is an amazing band fuck yeah uh i would have loved to have been in this band i think i could have done it yeah. had i been there i think you would have bit the bat's head off scott <laughs> um i don't listen to too much sabbath i do have this one live record that i absolutely love and every time i hear the opening tune i just i hear ozzy's voice and i just cannot even believe it's just live he's just so on it's just so deep and he's just a kid Dude,
0: dude when he's um you know they had that show the osbournes you remember that I never
1: saw it, but of course I know I, what it I
0: is, saw yeah. like not every, not in, I didn't watch it religiously, but I saw some of it. And I remember thinking in that, he's so old and he's like, he's walking around the house and he's like shaking with a cane. He's like, <laughs> and you're laughing at him because he's, you know, he's got toilet paper stuck to his <laughs> shoe. And, he, you know, it's just hilarious what, a, what a, you know, how sloppy he is. Yeah. And then there's like one episode I remember at the end where he's going on tour. And they're, I don't think he can go on tour. And he broke his foot. And I don't know what's going to gonna be so bad. And they show like a clip of the the first show. It's the first show on the tour. And oh my fucking God, dude. He just comes out and starts rocking and singing perfectly. Yes. Perfectly. And Um, he's jumping up and down and he's moving. And he's like, at this point, you know, I don't know what he was, 60s or 70s. but He's a wreck. He's yeah. a wreck all the time until he gets on stage yeah. and the spirit of Satan compels him uh, like and <laughs> he becomes, no, I don't know.
1: Well, you're absolutely right about that. Yeah, you dude, know, he's, he's miraculous like he's that. He's the real deal. Uh, I just saw a live performance uh, with him that he did maybe a year ago.
0: Yeah.
1: Some football game. And yeah, I mean, he was not in good health. Uh-huh. And then he just pops Fuck up it. out of the stage in a football <laughs> stadium and... Boom! It's on, dude. Like you would never know. Yeah, he like was how? Right? Not feeling good.
0: Yeah, right. That's what I mean? Yeah. How's yeah. that even possible? Yeah. Okay. Well, Satan. Well, Satan. <laughs> Satan. It's gotta be. It's gotta be the Satan. <laughs> maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it's Satan. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, fucking the Beatles, obviously, of course. But this one mostly, yep. mostly because I wanted to ask you if you saw the documentary.
1: Oh, of course. And what
0: you thought of that, the Peter the, Jackson the, one? Yeah, yeah. This is the Let It Be naked. I keep forgetting. Yep. I gotta say what album it is. Otherwise, yep. nobody's gonna know.
1: Uh, well, of course, I, I watched the documentary. I was counting down the days until it came out. Yeah. And I watched the whole thing and amazing. Yeah, amazing. It's just cool to see. You know, I know so much about this band that there's really not much anyone can tell, tell you me that I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but I do feel I, I got a little more insight yeah. by watching that. Which was very cool, right? You know, as someone who's gone down the rabbit hole with them, yeah. Um, no, I mean,
0: I kind of feel the same way, man, and I probably not to the extent you have gone down the rabbit hole. But I mean, I know a lot of fucking Beatles, and I've seen i I've seen all their movies, and I've listened to all of their records. Like I'm a big Beatles fan, yeah. but I kind of felt that way about that show. I think you put it, you put it eloquently there, of like this. I know a lot. And also you were jumping on like, oh, it's so amazing. No, but it was cool. There was like a little extra insight into like what it would feel like to be in that room when they were working, you
1: know? Here's one thing I'd like to point out. This is to all you drummers listening. Okay. I'd like you guys to count the number of times Ringo hits his drums when the band is not playing. Yeah. How about that? Because you drummers are always hitting your fucking drums <laughs> while we're trying to talk. It's true, and we can't talk when you're hitting your drums. Guitarists do it too, you know that. I know yeah. guitarists like turn on the air, and it's like okay if no one's
0: saying anything, but as soon as people start talking, like shut up, stop yeah. playing.
1: There's this dialogue that has to happen here yeah. in order to play. This Again. is
0: kind of true. Even drummers, I play with guys, I love you, but it's it's true. And mm-hmm. I usually don't say anything and I'm just like, uh, try I, to be nice. I just, yeah, and I just kind of give them a look. There's a look, you know, there's this look <laughs> of like, and you kind of stop what you're doing and kind of look at them like, uh, and if it's really getting your way and you got to get shit set up, then you're like, hey, 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 yeah. give me a
1: second. So, drummers, don't hit your fucking drums. You're right. He, bit, he only hit. When hits- other people are trying to talk because nobody cares. Yeah. So, count the number of times in that <laughs> nine hour show, <laughs> That Ringo hits his drums while the other boys are talking. I'm pretty sure you're going to come up with zero. Yeah. Nine hours. Yeah.
0: No, it's a good point. It's a good point, man. I had to say it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> well, and Ringo, I never, I never think of him as like such a great drummer, but oh man, let's talk about style, man. Well, here's there you the go. thing.
1: Personality. He doesn't too. hit his drums uh, while the boys are talking. When they play, he hits them, and he's playing the song mm-hmm. right there. Yep. Boom. Yeah. Right there. He comes right in and it's there. Yeah, it's true. He doesn't have to practice it. He listens to what the guys are saying. He listens to them playing it. And then boom, he's in. So.
0: All right. I'll give him that. Well, you said nine hours. There's like 40 hours of footage. So maybe some of them he was practicing. I don't know.
1: Well, you count. Yeah. You watch it again. Well,
0: drummers also too. I feel like drummers don't need to practice like that much. It's
1: It's okay to hit your drums, but. Hit them softly if the other people in the room are trying to talk.
0: Well, don't. I agree. Don't hit them when other people are trying to talk, or they're mm-hmm. look right up next to your kit, like setting up mics. I do the same thing if I'm running sound. Oh, you're trying they're, to set up the set up snare mic, mic and are blasting boom. you in the head. Like, dude, come on, man. You see yeah. me right there. Just chill for a sec. Got to realize how loud those fucking things are. So yeah, yeah not while you're talking. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I remember this one interview with Ringo where he says something like he never was able to play by himself. He always had to be playing with playing with people. So that yeah. kind of gets to your point of like he's. He's there listening and paying attention and waiting for the right moment with the group to like come out.
1: He knows what's going to happen because he's listening to the conversation.
0: All right. So I got I have some other solo albums, but you know the guy I didn't bring out a solo album of is uh, Ringo. John. Oh, Ringo. No, Ringo. I don't think I have a Ringo album. This one, first of all. And look yeah. how old it is. kind of falling apart to so be a little careful.
1: Yeah. You know okay. that, right? Oh, of
0: course. Dude. Yeah. The, you know, over the years, I always thought Paul awesome. was my favorite solo uh, act from the Beatles. Oh. Uh-huh. But dude, I don't know anymore George Harrison, man. I love, especially, it's really the early George Harrison is so fucking good. I think good. it's really this record. It's that one, yeah. yeah. Well, in Bangladesh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Which is just, a, it's a live cu- version. It has a lot of those same songs. Yeah, that album is still, that's probably my favorite, you know, non-Beatles Beatles album. Is all things. It's all things must pass. This is
1: a really good album. Yeah, really good album. And it
0: and it came. That's an OG one. It's kind of falling apart. Uh, It's not my mom's copy. My mom had a copy that I stole as a kid. But hers is is really beat to hell. And I found that one at like a bookstore many many years ago. Like just semi beat to hell. Uh huh. But um.
1: Wow, that this is cool.
0: Yeah, it's got like four LPs in it. The last one is cool because the the Apple Jam. It has like Alan White playing drums. Uh huh. Uh, I'm pretty sure um, Eric Clapton's on it. Yeah. Uh, that's that's like I said, my favorite post Beatles Beatles is All Things Must Pass. Yeah, a lot of those songs he was writing during the
1: Let It Be recordings. Oh yeah, well these are a lot of these songs are were written
0: during attended Sgt. Sergeant Pepper, yeah, the White yeah. yeah, I
1: mean these are which makes sense why that, that one's so piling good. up over years yeah. and years and years.
0: It's why it's such a big album and it's such yep. a good album. Because like yeah. you said- it's He been... had
1: all that stuff that was just all backed up. Yeah. And he just went for it on this- uh... All right.
0: Now, here's one that's kind of funny. This is- I only have a couple John Lennon. I think I have Double Fantasy too, but oh. this is a live John Lennon. But I think what's funny is, look at the name of the third track on that. This is like live in New York, John Lennon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't even want to say it. Yeah. Who, who- How could you- who could get away with that? Now? John Lennon. John Lennon. Yes. You think if John Lennon was alive today, he could release that though. I don't think so.
1: Uh I think he's probably the only person that could do who it. Who could do it? Well, because he's John Lennon. He's a uh, very but you, in
0: this day and age, oh it's so That's almost the point I wanted to bring that up is is in the conversation of the Beatles to just be like Look how – and you guys, you could look it up. I don't want to say it. It's live in New York, uh, the third track from John Lennon. I wonder on Spotify if they even say it. That's an old LP where it's printed. He he would get a lot of flat. Yeah. But he'd still do it. Well, that's – I wonder. Not like I want to look it up. And he could
1: survive it. He wouldn't get canceled, I can tell you that.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, Um, that's interesting you bring that up because they were one of the first to try to get canceled, right, for saying that they were – Bigger than Jesus, do yeah. you remember that oh, yeah. fiasco? He said, that. He he said, said that. that, yeah. And that was a huge fiasco. And some people did try to cancel them, but they yeah. were just so popular. You they couldn't do it just like michael jackson carrying a little kid around in a backpack all day long they're like, <laughs> they're like this guy's a fucking perv star power yeah, right dude. there he's, you the can guy's a and he's raping little kids and he's yeah. bringing them on the planes with them everywhere
1: and holding them over balconies the yes! and blankets like,
0: and- can't we stop this We're like well, well you, he's michael jackson he's michael jackson though so no. you can't really stop it that's so funny all right and then just to finish that one out is my that's my favorite uh paul mccartney you know That's that cool. one, It's Ram." I do. Yeah, Paul McCartney. Uh, That's maybe his second. I think it's his second <laughs> solo album after the Beatles, because he did "Red Rose Speedway." I think was first, if I remember right. Yeah, but that so, one's got um, uh, too many people, and oh, oh my god, just a whole bunch of my
1: favorite songs. song on this album is yeah. uh, "The Back Seat of My Car."
0: Yeah, that's a great song. Uh, I
1: love Uncle Albert.
0: Uncle love Albert, that. that's very Beatles. Uncle Albert definitely sounds like it should be on Sgt. Pepper's. Uh,
1: Dear boy is Dear about Boy's John great. Lennon. Oh, I, I didn't it. know that. Oh, yeah, he's totally ripping on John right there. Oh, you I love Dear Boy. That? No, I didn't. Yeah, um, yeah this. I mean, it's the. I'm not a. I'm not a big solo McCartney fan he, yeah. you know he usually has like one or two great songs yeah, no, no. with like eight kind oh, of crappy. mediocre you're right
0: dude because like what about you know um, when he got to with Wings like uh, Band on the Run that's that opening piece is amazing the whole rest of the album throwaway and I, Venus I and Mars so. is another one. I don't know if you're familiar with that one at all. Where like the opening track, really, really good. The whole rest of the album, like. Ugh,
1: I just find it. a, a Now, I love Paul McCartney, but I just find his solo stuff a, a little lightweight. Yeah, no doubt. A little uh, It is. It's like Beatles light. Nursery rhyme. All right. All
0: right. Now, here's here's a band that I know. Oh, and always, this one yeah. I want to show you because I'm going to show you this beautiful fucking wow. copy Look of um The Flaming Lips, uh The Soft Bulletin. <laughs> yep definitely my favorite flaming lips album me too and maybe to say this too of like i don't know and here you can take it here i can take it out of that plastic thing um i think i didn't get into them till i remember you were always a big fan and i back then i was kind of like eh and then somehow not that long ago like maybe like three years ago or so i got bit real bad and went down a way deep rabbit hole with the flaming lips and that's not, a good hole to go down well and and to be honest even the stuff that's not my favorite is like good but um well it's
1: so unique and sonically they make great candy for the ears oh yeah sonically there's
0: oh it's cool rich shit going on
1: and once you figure that out yeah it's a fun listen a bottomless pit
0: yeah to, to
1: the, i think the the older the albums
0: get it's the least that i'm into them pretty I much i agree um, this is
1: uh, the high point right oh, here yeah dude. And I love that Yoshimi is a great record. this is the high point.
0: Those are my two favorites: that and Yoshimi. And and Yoshimi's I like right one, after this, right? Yeah. I, and I like that. the one
1: before this. Uh, Clouds Taste of Time. Those three, right? I there. love that
0: one too. Yeah, that's that's what, another one of my favorites. Those are the three right there. What's the one after uh, Yoshimi? I don't know. I uh, don't maybe know War
1: with the Mystics, which oh, I didn't, yeah.
0: didn't really care for. No, War with the Mystics not that great. They did one like two, three years ago that I I liked a lot. Uh, I think terror? I have it.
1: No, isn't it called? Oh,
0: I thought it's something with America or something in the title.
1: Well, I saw these guys with the Colorado remember. Symphony. Oh, Red Rocks. Uh, no. Uh, oh. Be- Betcham Hall oh, in Denver. Okay. Uh, great. I-, I love their approach. Yeah. I love the weirdness. I love their sense of humor. Fuck yeah. Um, I think they kind of have the-, the whole package. Um, and sonically...
0: They're badass.
1: You know, every every record is like sonically like dark side of the moon. It's yeah. just there's so does this go in there? No. No, I think it just sits on top. There's so much I to you all this crap. There's so much to to hear. And then here, look,
0: just this a little tack on. So, I got, so this guy um recreated the entire album with a Game Boy. Oh my god. And then released it on vinyl. Oh, That's wow. the soft bits i love and it's, it it's fucking good dude it's is it really oh my god it sounds like really good that is so funny. major props i forget the artist's name i think i actually know him. a friend on facebook but i can't remember his artist's name there
1: so you can do that with flaming lips music it oh, yeah. will work
0: it dude it's fucking even like the the vocals he just has like a, a blip playing the vote it's it's fucking awesome it sounds it. really
1: cool i love it i'll have to i'll have to youtube that and check All it
0: out i know you're a big radiohead fan yeah but i was curious this is in rainbows what because yep. i think in rainbows is one that most radiohead fans at least like but it's it's almost sometimes a little bit of a i feel like it's a separating factor between the people that like the pre pre in rainbows and post in rainbows is like a different different band of people you know
1: you know i absolutely love this band uh, I don't listen to them much because, to be honest, I'm a little jealous. Oh, when I hear how good they are, what? Yeah, and that's why you don't listen to it. Yeah, because you're jealous. Guys? A bit. Okay, a bit. I haven't heard that it's, one before. It's like, oh my god, these guys are so fucking good. What am I doing? <laughs> I want to be in this band. Yeah. How did they find five people? They had to do that to to well, make noise like this. Okay.
0: Well, how about the smile? Have you? Did you listen to the smile? That's I don't know what that is. Okay, that's uh, the newest thing, but it's just um, Tom York and Johnny Greenwood. Mm. That's another one. After, if you're going to hang for a minute, we should throw that on too. Cool. I'll, I'll throw that on the smile. If you haven't heard it, it's very Radiohead, but it's it's a little different. It's a little more stripped down. It's not so maybe you'd be less pissed about it. Yeah, there's only right. two of the geniuses
1: there. Well, here's what I another thing I want to say about Radiohead is I find their studio albums to be a little stiff. Yeah. A little mechanical. You like My live. favorite Radiohead album that I have is a live yeah. record. Uh, this
0: from around the like uh, OK Computer era kind of- I, I, I'm not quite sure, to be honest.
1: Or, or, but I think you're right.
0: Yeah, I think there's, there's a famous live album of that theirs. That's the one. Yeah, right. And to it's hear really the good. songs get
1: live and to hear- Because they're live, it swings a little more. Yeah. It's not as mechanical. You're right. And sure. I love it. Uh, so- Th- that's another reason I don't listen to too much of their the studio stuff is I sure. find it a little mechanical.
0: Well, yeah, and sometimes it really is. Uh, I think it's the record after that, King of Limbs. I-, I don't really care for that. right? That's my probably my least favorite uh, Radiohead, and that's probably why. It just feels very, very like mechanical and distant. And to your point, somebody once showed me I think I never realized when the album came out, it came with like a big live performance video or they released that on YouTube at the same time. And the live album of the same album is fucking awesome as shit. It's like off the hook seeing them play this stuff live. But when you listen to the record, you're like, it just sounds like Tommy York in a laptop, you know, just Mm. goofing around. It doesn't doesn't have that same big human feel to it. Uh,
1: There's a documentary that I also find hard to watch because it's so good uh scotch mist and it's a radio head in their own practice spot yeah playing one of the records from beginning to end you have to watch
0: it. i think i might have seen it is it the one where they do like the mix cover and i don't i don't know oh, the no, names I think, it's called like live from the basement or something what i'm
1: thinking that's of. another one that's but a different this one. is different okay it's called scotch mist Scotch
0: Mist. no i haven't seen it i gotta check
1: it out it's shocking because it's it's live yeah uh and they just go through the whole album and they're in their practice spots so you can yeah. see how they set up which is cool yeah if you're an engineer it's yeah, cool, it's to, cool see to see that how they set their yeah. stuff up fuck yeah and then they just play the whole record like it's effortlessly yeah. it's like whoa that's awesome
0: yeah yeah that's awesome yeah i gotta check that out mm-hmm. scotch mist yep. all right and then last in my little record pile i don't know this is another one where i don't know that you like the, i don't know what you think about red hot chili peppers i really want to like what they're doing this but is I their newest one don't. i know i haven't um, I, have I tried unlimited love yeah i tried dude so that's one that's maybe the first album that got me into red hot chili peppers now i'm gonna say this though for sure much more so than like for instance the flaming lips when i go back through their large catalog of records there's many in there that i don't really care for but there's a but like this one I like the B sides to this they put out are really good. Uh, also Stadium Arcadium is another one which has the same lineup with John Frusciante. Yeah, it's fucking killer. I, I like most of the songs on there quite a lot. But then you know the next one that I I bought the record trying to get into it was Californication and I didn't care for it. I thought this is yeah, kind of I didn't boring. Didn't care for it either. No, it's not very good. Um, uh, so they're I, very very hit or miss for me. But I love Flea too. I mean that's the other thing as a bass player like. Flea, he's, and he's one too where he gets a little busy sometimes, but he, I feel like he's able to do it in a smooth enough way. You know, he doesn't feel to me like he's he's trying so hard to do like all this crazy shit. Although I guess sometimes he does, but I don't know, something about Flea, I feel like he's always able to sort of pull it off and he's done some really simple stuff too with Chili Peppers and other bands he's played in. Some like real, bit just funky and just right there where you want it to be, you know. Yeah, I love he's definitely got
1: the music in him. Uh, my favorite part about the band is the drummer. As a bass oh, yeah. player, oh, I would so love to have that drummer in my band. So good.
0: Um, they're all really good, man.
1: They are. John
0: Vershanti's good. And Anthony is such a great singer. The problem with him is like we're talking about, here's a man, not a poet. Dude, Anthony Kiedis, the lyrics suck. And even on all these albums, I'm just saying, the couple that I really, really like, yeah. the lyrics are not really
1: Yeah, they're not the deepest. But, you know, to him- I gotta say that I get the impression that these guys are, it's coming from the heart. Yeah. I love oh, yeah. them as a band. Like, yeah. I, because I've been in so many bands, I love being in a band. These guys are a real band. Yeah. That's what I love. That's so true. When I, see, I see Little Tribe here, and they're doing what they do, and they're kicking ass. Uh, For me, you know, Blood Sugar, Sex Magic is the album. That's a great album. For them. I didn't get into much before that or after. Okay. I tried really hard. Yeah. Just uh, for some reason. Didn't hit you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah and blood that's i mean that's one that i remember even as a kid really liking and that one always stood out that is kind of their best album all around but then i you're right i sort of just fell off and they kept putting out records i didn't give a fuck until that one and then this is one where i went back through the catalog and it's a big ass catalog but i found like two or three really good records that did I you liked. get the
1: the second one yeah yeah, yeah
0: the, the yeah the canteen yeah the to the yeah which one do you like better i don't know at first i like this better i feel like that's definitely an outtakes album okay but I actually, haven't heard I, it. I don't now. I kind of like that one better. But it's maybe because I played this one out. The those two I like quite a lot.
1: I love uh, Black Summer. I like that yeah. tune. That's a cool, that's a great, song. that's a cool little
0: tune, dude. Yeah. It's filled with a bunch of really good songs. There's a couple that are meh, but really mm-hmm. both of both this and the Dream Canteen album, they're both filled with some really really good hooks, fun fucking cool rock songs. Yeah, interesting arrangements and stuff, interesting instrumentation at part, parts parts too. Like, dude all around like great fucking band
1: i agree well maybe i'll give it another listen but again i love the the thing i like about them the most is they're a real band
0: you're right you're uh, like they're like family you know they stick together and mm -hmm. they've been together forever and since they were kids yeah and they have a vibe together you know all
1: great bands have been together that's true since they're kids
0: beatles 15 years old so listen kids this is your lesson yeah
1: don't start now and keep
0: it (laughs) together too you know i think back to like my first band in high school we played for like nine years together and of course it like fell apart and and nobody i mean nobody came to our shows we were like we were talking earlier you know we had like the three friends that didn't want to come see us again kind of shit and in little fucking harrisburg pennsylvania but i did i remember noticing a feeling when i that that first band like really broke up and that i had been in a couple other little bands but like that one was the big one for me for a long time. And when that split, I was like, fuck, you know, you do, you do, you lose the connect. Like we had, had, had I, and even though it wasn't successful, had I been able to like hold that ship together, I always thought, oh, maybe it could have sailed somewhere, you know, cause you do have to be able to do it. And, and sometimes you put years and years in a band and it can start to feel like that. That's probably what it is. Maybe even more than being a kid is like, if you're in a band for like 10 years, you know, and maybe not going to sail over the moon, but, and the, to, to their point, like I was saying, the band I'm in now, Masuji, it's probably why they are, and I guess we are now, I'm part of the band for the last like five years, but they've been a band for like fucking, I don't know, 15 years or something. That's it's Probably good. why they're able to do what they are. They, yeah. right? I'm in the band too. We're able to do what we do is because those guys have been in it so long and invested so much and have a certain synergy, you know? Yeah. and and the that more you, time it does and the more you invest in that and that thing grows that synergy grows you know it becomes this thing that you know p- people gravitate towards and and whether or not whoever how many do like you start to feel really good about it and eventually that's like saying all the biggest bands too are like been together forever most well, yeah. of them grew
1: up together. think about exactly yeah. think about again uh the beatles since they were 15 years old metallica yep 16 17 years old yeah you two these are the big boys yeah the biggest bands on the planet yeah knew each other since they, they were kids kids yeah um it's cool were you playing music when you were a kid uh well I started when I was 15 okay uh, but that's still pretty young uh, I also think and I, I say this a lot kind of with a sense of humor but I, I do mean it uh, unless you've lived with a band, You've never been in a band, oh! Because what happens when you live with people when you're young? Yeah, you just beat the shit out of each other, <laughs>
0: right. literally.
1: Yeah, because you because you're too young to use dialogue to sure. solve your problems, so yeah. you end up fighting. And all these bands we just mentioned, uh, Chili Peppers, that's another example of kids. Yeah, uh, they've you all got beat it. the shit yeah. out of each other. But then they're back playing music, yep. and when you can physically hit someone, and they don't leave the band, right, and
0: get back in, the and then you get back in again. the room, and
1: I love you, man, yeah. I love you too, and yep. and then you make more music, and you know it sounds like sounds like family. You know, when you grow, bingo, when yeah. you grow through that, there's that's a tribe, yep, right. Uh, as we get older, you know, uh, if someone were to hit me now in a band, I'd be like, fuck you later. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm too old for that shit. Yeah. But as a kid, but as a kid, you, that's natural. That's yeah. what kids do that's because we're right. not mature enough to use dialogue to solve I mean. problems. We're just like, Oh, motherfucker. Yeah, <clears throat> We're little monkeys. We're a little bitty. We're, we're little chimps. Little. Yeah. We're yeah, those exactly. little street monkeys. So it's, it's a normal thing. And the, and bands that can survive that develop a bond. That's um, pretty indestructible fuck yeah you know it's true yeah. so let that be a lesson all the kids start beating the shit out of each other
0: well scott we did an hour and a half whoa but dude it was a great hour and a half man. it was and we ended on a fucking high note there and great advice for the future musicians of the world <laughs> i can't thank you enough for doing it man well
1: thank you it's for been so having good me. to hang
0: it and i hope we're gonna hang a little bit yeah but so good hanging out and chatting and being on the show you want to plug anything before we go
1: do you have any,
0: um, any gigs coming up with the cover band you want to plug, or, or your studio, or your new studio? I, I'm, you I'm just gonna up?
1: say I've got a new recording studio about to happen. Uh, it's called uh, 287 Sound.
0: Cool, cool.
1: And man. Um, that's about all I got going on right now. Okay. So right. as that keep looking for as that. that happens, I'll let you know.
0: Yeah, you can give me links and we'll put them in the thing. Dude, cool. thanks, man. Yeah, thanks so much. Hey, give me a fucking hug. Yes. I love you. Brother. Give me
1: a squeeze. I love yeah. you too.